Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are currently in our podcast series entitled The Great Apostasy and Beyond. And in our last message, I shared an article written for Prophecy Newswatch that quoted former UK Prime Minister Gordon Brown's call to leaders of the world to form a one-world global task force that would include health experts, as well as leaders of the international organizations that could have executive powers to execute a solution to the medical emergency that has been a direct result of the coronavirus pandemic. Brown would like to see the G20 lead this charge in cooperation with the UN Security Council while giving more resources and power to the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. The significance of this proposal is that scripture indicates the formation of a one world governmental, religious and economic system that will be implemented by the Antichrist during the seven year tribulation, whereby at the midpoint, he will enter the Holy of Holies and declare that he is God. Scripture also confirms to us that before these events take place, the Lord will come to snatch away his born-again offspring in the twinkling of an eye to meet him in the air, where we will be forever with the Lord. Part of the great apostasy that is very close to reaching its full-blown condition is the realization that many, if not most, in Christendom do not believe in the rapture of the church, or even that the Lord is coming soon at all. And yet, in 2 Peter 3.12, we are exhorted to hasten the day of his coming, which means to deeply desire. And in 2 Timothy 4.8, the Apostle Paul looked with great expectation to the crown of righteousness that awaits all who long for the Lord's appearing. For those of us who are longing for his appearing, Today, as promised in our last podcast, I'm going to address the last trumpet Paul indicated would signal our being caught up by the assurance endowment of God's grace to meet Jesus in the air, also known as the rapture, and the seventh trumpet of revelation that announces judgment on the unbelieving. Many have confused them, believing they are one in the same, and therefore are misinformed regarding the true timing of the rapture. This biblical synopsis should be of great encouragement for it offers scriptural evidence of a pre-tribulation rapture, which hopefully will not only confirm that hope to those who are yearning for it, but that it will also stir the hearts of those who have been of a different mindset to reconsider with the help of the Holy Spirit their previous conviction, as well as awakening those who have drifted into a complacent slumber regarding these very important eschatological matters. The timing of the rapture is critically important. First of all, for the integrity of God's word and the truth it holds. And secondly, because when we understand that the taking up of God's true church is imminent, and that those who do not become born again of the spirit of the living God before this glorious event takes place, will be left behind to endure the tribulation under the tyranny of the Antichrist. 
This understanding should impact the way we live every minute we have left with a direct effect on our salvation walk and our holy mandate as light and salt to a lost and dying world. Therefore, in order to lay a foundation for our study, it is important to remember that because of the blood of Jesus that has paid sin's penalty of death on behalf of every born-again regenerated child of God, the wrath of the Father will never befall us. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 9-15, we are given this eternal life, grace-filled promise. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. We are also given this sacred companion assurance in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Note here that it is the trumpet of God that is heard, and not the seventh angel's trumpet, because this will become very important as we move on in our study, in confirmation that the two trumpets are distinct and not one in the same. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52, we read, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. And here again, the trumpet just mentioned in the 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52 passage is referred to as the last trumpet, while the trumpet in Revelation eleven fifteen is referred to as the seventh trumpet, which is sounded by the seventh angel. As we study the comparisons between these two trumpet sounds, it will become very clear that the trumpet of God in 1 Corinthians is one of joy and encouragement, while the seventh angel's trumpet blast signals the bold judgments yet to come upon the face of the earth. We will also learn that the company of people who are given rewards in verse 18 of the Revelation passage are the tribulation saints comprised mostly of Jews and not the church of Jesus Christ. This again is where much confusion enters regarding the rapture. And so with the Holy Spirit's help, let's begin to pull this all together with discernment and sacred clarification. I will be sharing information from commentaries written for the Why Shall Understand and Jesus Plus Nothing Ministries. In 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 52, we are told that the rapture or catching up of God's true church will happen at the last trumpet. This is made very clear, and it will come to pass, just as the Holy Scriptures say that it will. We will also learn that the last trumpet that is part of the rapture description the Apostle Paul gives in his first letter to the church at Corinth is actually a clear reference to the 100th trumpet blast of the Feast of Trumpets, which is the last trumpet sound that is released in that feast. This connection is confirmed as we follow the full context of the scriptural pathway Paul is giving in his epistle. 
For instance, in 1 Corinthians 5, 6 to 8, he talks about the feast of Passover and unleavened bread and shows how they are fulfilled in Jesus' death. In chapter 15, 20 to 24, he speaks about the feast of firstfruits and how this was fulfilled with Jesus' resurrection. Now in 1 Corinthians 15, 51, he talks about the last trump and connects that with the first resurrection and rapture of the church. This is evidenced as fulfillment of another Jewish feast, namely the Feast of Trumpets. The Hebrew word for feast, moedim, literally means appointed times. God has carefully planned and orchestrated the timing and sequence of each of these seven feasts to reveal to us salvation's eternal life plan. In the Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah as it is also known, the trumpet blast include the tekiah, which is a long single blast that acts as a summons, the shivarim, which is three short blasts in a combination of three broken notes to symbolize weeping, the teruah, which are extremely short blasts making a combination of nine staccato notes in very quick succession, which have been compared to an urgent alarm calling us to arouse from our spiritual slumber. And finally, the tekiah godala, referred to as the last trump, which symbolizes the hope of redemption and is sounded as a very long and final note. The first three categories of the 100 blasts of the feast are combined back and forth until there is a total of 99 sounds. Then comes the 100th, the tekiah godala, which is held as long as the trumpeter has breath to hold it. And again, it is known as the last trump. Another name for the Feast of Trumpets is Yom HaKasah, the hidden day. It was hidden because they didn't know the exact day it would begin due to the fact that it is the only feast that starts on a new moon. Therefore, not knowing which day the new moon would fall, it was a two-day feast because they didn't want to celebrate it on the wrong day. Concerning this feast, the Jews would typically say, of that day and hour, no one knows. The Jews also believe that the gate of heaven is opened on the Feast of Trumpets, so the righteous nation may enter in, and that it also represents the wedding of the Messiah, whereby the blowing of the heavenly trumpet is a call for the entire true bride of God to assemble together. And this is where we'll have to pause for today, beloved. In our next podcast, we will continue to investigate the Feast of Trumpets and the strong possibility that the rapture of God's true church will take place on this fall feast and in the very near future. Until then, please keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And as always, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.